They're wild. They're uncontrollable. They're unusual. Our mom says that our dad is a real sex machine. But they're about to meet their new teacher. Shut up! What's the matter? Oh, I have a headache. It might be a tumor. It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor at all. Arnold Schwarzenegger, Kindergarten Cop, from Ivan Reitman, rated PG-13. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Old Millennials Remember Movies. I am your host, Angela Yoshiko, here with my co-host, Tyler Wilson. We use that clip because it has the best line of... Oh, man. YouTube just interrupted me with some friends clips. Ooh. Anyway, uh, the best line of the movie, Kindergarten Cop, which is... Well, I used to think it was, it's not a tumor, but really what the best line is, is when he repeats it and it says, at all, at the end, which is amazing. It's not a tumor. <laughs> at all. It's not, not a tumor, tumor at, at all. all. It's at all is great. It's so <laughs> wonderful. I had forgotten that part of the quote. Because that's that's what sells it, I think. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> he's really flush, flush, flustered <laughs> and frustrated. So we are going to talk about Kindergarten Cop from 1990. Very excited to talk about this movie because I love Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh well, yeah, everybody does. But do they? Well, I mean, there's a few people now that don't. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, we we can get in. We can unpack that later. Okay. <laughs> that's that's a podcast phrase, you know. Unpack it. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Unpacking is what happens on podcasts because it's an unlimited time. Yes, we're going to unpack a lot today. Yes. First thing we're going to unpack. We <laughs> no. The first thing we're going to unpack is the plethora of movies that you have been watching, Tyler. Well, first of all, I watched the Minnesota Twins quit clinch the division. How about that? That happened today. Boom! So it's so rather than do a kindergarten cop today, I thought we would just spend this hour going over what the playoff roster should you be. Son of a bitch! What do you think? No. So arise for new time listeners. Gonzalez Tyler <laughs> is a big Minnesota Twins baseball fan. Nelson Cruz, not because he grew up in Minnesota, but he had family and cousins, and he'd go to the Minnesota Twins games, and his grandpa and grandma loved the Minnesota Twins. So there's a love there. Jose Barrios. <laughs> oh my God! Okay. No, I grew. I grew up watching the Twins. I would go in the summers every summer. We'd go see the yes. Twins in the Metrodome. It's my you're, team. You're wearing a Twins shirt right now. I am. We're gonna. Yeah, it's it's hard being a, a Minnesota sports fan. That's all I'm gonna it's say. hard being like any sports fan if you're not like one of the three major teams. You're not like the New York Yankees or yeah. the New England Patriots, L.A. Dodgers. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them all. Yee. Should I wear a Twins shirt tomorrow to work? Yeah. Yeah. So, who who would you start game two? Um, La Tortuga. You can't. Well, yeah, he, no. He doesn't. Yeah, pitch, I meant pitch. Never mind. You said You're the start. last person. Start the game. As in a pitcher. Yeah, as in start playing in the game. It's, you know, it's incredible to me that you you played a lot of softball. You've seen several games with me. And then, like today, right when I said they won the division, you're like, what exactly is a division? <laughs> I ask you this. I have asked you this literally 17 times because every year I go, remind me again. Yeah. What is this wild card business? How many divisions are there? And there's American League and National League. This is not, this is the base level. <laughs> and there's West, Central, and East for both American League and National League. Because I, I just, re I literally repeated this I, to you five see, minutes ago. If I say it to someone else. Then I'm going to learn it more. Who are you going to talk to about baseball that's going to be like, 
I, can you explain to me how the divisions work? <laughs> well, tomorrow when I'm like, Minnesota Twins won their division, I'll I'll have confidence knowing that I know what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you do. I mean, do I? <laughs> no, you don't. Okay. So, you watch that. Sure. And then... Go ahead and share all the other things you've been watching without me. How, how do you watch so much stuff without you me? You go to bed, and I watch movies. Yeah, I go to bed, which is what you should be doing, Tyler. No, I like to stay up and watch Yeah, movies. how many hours of sleep did you get last night? Five hours. Yeah, how you feeling today? I'm fine. Are you? <laughs> I'm fine. Are you fine? Five is an average. It's a good number. Five is not good. All I right. need this podcast to last well into your 80s and 90s. I need you to sleep more. Okay, well, you can't watch as many movies then. Yeah, well, you don't need to share <laughs> five movies in a podcast, but go ahead. I saw The first them. one you saw was I... the Dead Don't Die. I don't need. I know what I saw. <laughs> you didn't get much sleep. I'm trying to help you out. I watched The Dead Don't Die. That was on video. It is a zombie movie from Jim Jeremush. Jer- oh, man, I'm just, Jim Jeremush. Just go with it. He uh, made, he's made several movies. Dead Man, uh, Broken Flowers, Bill Murray had a little, Bill Murray had a part of his little renaissance of being a dramatic actor was including uh, Broken Flowers. And this has Adam Driver, Bill Murray, lots of other people, Danny Glover. I like Adam Driver. Yeah, Adam Driver is your co-lead with Bill Murray. They are small town sheriff police officers. This sounds like a movie I would have liked. It's not good. Oh. Um, he, he, he made, Jim Jarvis made a movie called Only Lovers Left Alive a couple years ago with... Um, oh, what? Only Lovers Left Alive. It was a vampire movie with... Tilda Swinton. I feel like your mustache is making your words smush together. I feel like you're interrupting me is making my words smush smush together. Oh, go ahead and try to say that again. I'm going to punch you in your nose. (laughs) (laughs) You made a movie. Called Only Lovers Left Alive. It was a vampire movie, but it was a, like, drama. Tilda Swinton was in it. Tom Hiddleston, Loki was in it. It was really good. I like vampires, and I've not seen that movie. Oh, it's great. You should um, watch. I don't find it. Maybe on streaming. Anyway, uh, so there was excitement about him making another kind of movie like that because I we I think me like a lot of people assumed he would do it differently, and then he made uh, pretty much just kind of a boring zombie movie with a couple of little weird little like breaking of the fourth wall that I don't think works very well. Mm. Um, this, the zombie genre has really just been... It's tapped out. It's been tapped out for a long time. Really, yeah. in my opinion, since Shaun of the Dead, um, which is, I think, the, the the top tier. I mean, just because it's it's doing what is great about a zombie movie, but also doing something else. Um, this movie is not very good. And then we have Zombieland 2 coming out later this in next month. I don't know if we need a Zombieland 2. It's been a lot of years since the first Zombieland. The first Zombieland was fine. Do we need a second one? You know one? what was great so. about Zombieland? Hmm. Um, the anticipation for Zombieland. That's it. The he, movie itself... And as Fast Zombies, and you know how I feel about Fast Zombies, I don't really uh, believe them to be zombies. Oh, you know what else was good about Zombieland? Mm-hmm. Uh, the story about Woody Harrelson punching somebody. Oh, uh, yeah, Woody Harrelson's done do a lot of that? awesome things, but I can't no, remember, do you remember that. that. Oh, it was something like he was so much into zombie mode mm. that someone jumped out at right. him and yes. he like attacked them or yep. something. That sounds right. That sounds like yeah. exactly what Woody Harrelson would do. It has yes. nothing to do with all the marijuana he smoked. No, um, no, not at all. He's a good dude, it seems like. Um, I like him. So I didn't like that movie, though, unfortunately, um, okay. at all. It was a big disappointment. So and you- then I watched what everybody said was a terrible movie. In which I refused to see because the I read trailers it, I re- looked like a terrible movie. I rented it from the Red Box. <laughs> you and the Red Box. <laughs> well, this is exactly the movie that you get for a Red Box. Dark Phoenix, the last of these X-Men movies that was made by uh, that was made by Fox, 
we went and saw the last one, Apocalypse, together, and it was the worst movie I'd seen in a really long time. It was horrible. Time. We it was very unpleasant. I, I really don't like that movie at all. And so with that low expectation, with everybody else saying this movie was bad, I was like, well, this is gonna be terrible, right? Mm-hmm. And then yeah, it's not. I wouldn't qualify it as good. I think it's a mess. I think you just said it was good. No, it's a mess for sure. And it's definitely, it's a lot of leaning on like these younger actors, these newer characters. And even though you have James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender around, mm-hmm. you're not utilizing them as well. They're, I mean, clearly they I were. I said you like this movie. I, I, that's, let me get to my point. Well, get to it faster. No, shut up. Um, Shut up. You are being rude to me. You're being extremely rude on this podcast, and I'm going to throw hot tea on your face and burn you to near death. Oh, my God. Domestic violence. Yeah. On record. On record. <laughs> if you come to work with a burn on your face, you know what happened. Jesus. <laughs> it's getting really dark. Um, no, it's a mess, but, like... I don't know. Like, compared to the first time they did the Phoenix saga with the movies, the X-Men The Last Stand, which was horrible, and compared to X-Men Apocalypse, the last in these movies, I don't know. It was watchable. For $2, I was like, this isn't bad. James McAvoy's trying really hard, giving it his A-game. Jennifer uh, Lawrence is checked. She's not in the movie past, like, 25 minutes. She's checked out. Michael Fassbender doesn't show up for, like, an hour. When he shows up, it's nice to have Michael Fassbender around. What's what's weird about the movie is that it, it had to be that they shot reshot the whole third act because apparently it was too similar to the ending of Captain Marvel that had come out that same year. It's all owned by Disney now, right? So they're like, well, but they kind of knew this was going down the pipe, so they changed it. Um, but the ending is like the best se- in terms oh. of like an action scene. They actually did a nice job for a reshoot. Oh. Like it it's like the best part of the movie, I think, is like mm. kind of like all the characters are together, they're working together, there's mutant action. It's actually what you want to see in an X-Men movie. So, you know, for $2, I thought it was fine. Is it good? No. Question. Yeah. Does Wolverine stab her in the heart to kill her? That was in the last one. Wolverine, this is this... He does not appear in this one. Oh, uh, this movie Logan sucks. really did mark the end. Because he even appeared cameo-wise in those last uh, few. Uh, Apocalypse, he's he even dead. in for a little bit. He's he, really dead? He's dead in these movies, yeah. There's but not like a young Wolverine. The franchise... Because well, that's a young Phoenix. X-23... I'm so confused. X-23 is the girl. She's like a Wolverine. I'm so confused. Anyway, it's over anyway because Disney now owns it and they're done with this. It's getting reset. Resh- not, no more X-Men separate it will be the next x-men movie we get will be in the mcu probably so uh okay. it'll be all new characters all new all new all new cast all that it was okay. fine for two dollars i'm saying it wasn't the worst I've, i saw worse i saw men in black international this year okay that was worse that was bad yeah i saw godzilla king of the monsters didn't like that as much as dark phoenix just I saying remember that did i see it nah. okay um so then i went to the theater double featured two things oh. first thing i saw was a movie co-starring Cardi B, in which I did not see Cardi B, because I was about 25 to 30 minutes late to the movie Hustlers. Why were you late, Tyler? Uh, well, we were, you got home from work, and then there was some traffic, and, um... Yeah, I know why you were late. <laughs> oh. And then there was the, oh, the gate thing was broken on the parking garage, I had to drive around, and then I was just, I got a soda, it was super late. <laughs> So, I don't know, I didn't see Cardi B in the movie, but it's the the movie about the, the based on a true story, the strippers that, like, uh, drugged some Wall Street guys and, like, took a bunch of money. Um, Constance Wu from Fresh Off the Boat, we like her. 
and Jennifer Does she Lopez. Play she's the lead of the movie. Yeah, she's oh. even gets billed above Jennifer Lopez. Although I would say, like everybody's been saying, that Jennifer Lopez is the star of this thing. She's fantastic in it. It's a great reminder to kind of what she can do in a good part. Because mm. when she's given the right part, I think she's um, awesome. She's great in this movie. She's kind of the lifeblood of it. Um, it's it's well handled. It's shot by a female director, which is the name escapes me than that. Uh, right now, but I think that makes a difference because it's not a bunch of uh, like butt shots and things like this. Boobies, not a lot of boobies. I don't know if I even saw any bare nude, well, you were bare boobs. Very late I was late. I might have might have missed some from the beginning, but uh, yeah. So shot in a way that's not um, you know it's very much about these characters as characters and people, not about as the strippers. So Laureen Scafaria. Yeah, it's really it's really well made. I was actually. For a movie I had no idea it was even existed until about a week ago when I started getting great reviews, I was really impressed with it. It was well made, and uh, I liked uh, Jennifer Lopez in it, and I would recommend it. It's a good movie. Awesome. And then I saw uh, Brad Pitt in Ad Astra right after that. I saw it on the IMAX screen, which I think is the, well, the fake IMAX screen, but... I think it's the way to see it. Um, the space sequences are incredible. Um, they're really cool. I really like this movie. It is not for everybody. I, I saw the audience polling afterwards confer, kind of confirm this. It's very much uh, a, a quiet movie, but it oddly has some big set pieces mixed in. And I've, I, you know, I think some people maybe don't like the how it's mixed. I like, I like how kind of weird it is. It's got this combination of these big set pieces with a very central story about this one character that Brad Pitt plays. He's in almost every frame. It's heavily narrated by Brad Pitt, mm-hmm. like voiceover, which can be a real problem in a lot of movies. But for this one, I think manages to keep the focus on the character and also navigate the movie to where it needs to go on an emotional level because it is a very the third act is very much hinged on whether or not you buy into this character whether you're not you're with him and you're you know you're experiencing what he's experiencing so i thought that the narration works really well um for this james gray is the director he made the lost city of z recently which is very underrated he made the immigrant with marion cotillard also very good I think this is a, actually a great movie. There's some weird stuff in it, and I get that. I think that people there's some weird uh, there's a there's a, a, a like a scene that's kind of like Alien where he goes into an abandoned spaceship that turns out weird, and there's this moon thing moon battle with pirates on the moon, and that all sounds silly, but I I maintain that it works really well. No, there's a bunch you know Tommy Lee Jones is in this thing, Donald Sutherland. They're all have been very little. It's all Brad Pitt. Uh, I really uh, liked it, and I liked where it ended up, and it. Uh, yeah, I I would recommend it, but I, I know that it's a movie that... It's kind of one of those things where Fox... This is another one of these movies that Fox made before they sold it to Disney, so Disney technically owns it. This is a movie that Disney will never make. They would never throw $100 million at a director to make this movie an introspective space movie. It's very much like Apocalypse Now, uh, Solaris, a little bit of that, plus some big uh, set pieces. I... It's everything that you want out of a big-budget movie, but it won't make... It probably won't turn a profit, and that's frustrating. To me, because I think, why not like take a swing and do something big? And you can do a big thing, but also tell a very intimate story. I don't know. They should make more of these, but they won't, because it won't make money. Anyway, watching that made me want to go and revisit uh, a hotly contested uh, movie By in our you. house. Yeah, in it's our It's a house. big debate between us. I yeah. went, and I this is probably the first time I've rewatched it in full. I watched uh, Interstellar. From a couple years back, uh, Christopher Nolan's space movie with Matthew McConaughey. 
you and I, the listeners don't know this, but you and I have famously split on this movie to yeah, the point of have. anger. Yeah. To the point of I made you angry. Right you gonna bring it up again? To the point of I made you angry by saying I didn't didn't love it. And I said that it was good, but not a great movie, and I had a lot of issues with certain things. I'm here to confirm that I have a lot of those same issues <laughs> with the movie. Of course you do. I just don't. But I, I, I never bought into McConaughey leaving Earth and leaving his daughter behind. And the movie so badly wants you to buy into it. They want you to, it wants to have it both ways. It wants you to feel angry at him for doing it, but then it wants you to feel sympathetic for him because he made that mistake, right? I don't think it balances that because I don't think it handles the, the, the exit very well. It cap, it's very drawn out beginning and yet the decision to leave happens pretty quickly. Um, and then it gets kind of – I like a lot of the space stuff that happens in the movie. It's got a lot of good ideas and a lot of great visuals. Some of the sequences in the movie are oddly, I think, stilted in terms of its action pacing, which I, which is weird to say. But um, a lot of it's a little repetitive in terms of like, oh, the spaceship is spinning. Oh, we're still spinning and we got to boost the thing. I'm not even listening to you. Yeah. And then I like – the ending is is is, is in, it's got a clever, naughty, twisty ending where he's, you know, looping back in time and there's a – he's in a tesseract and it's crazy, right? And there's a ghost and it's his ghost and she's old and he's young and – I mean, I like all that twistiness of it. I just – it never hits me on an emotional level like it so badly wants to. And for that reason, I just don't love it. I think it's admirable, but I, I, if I, listen, if I had had a pick in a battle between Ad Astra and Interstellar, I would pick Ad Astra. Well, Brad we Pitt. know because, yeah. Did I mention how good Brad Pitt is in that movie? He's having a year. He sure is. I know we didn't love, love, love Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, but we both loved him in it. He's great in it. He's great in Ad Astra as well. So what a year for Brad Pitt. That's all I got to say about that. And then I mentioned that the Minnesota Twins won the Central Division today. My God, Tyler Wilson. Well, I've spent six episodes of a show watching a show without you. So there. Yeah, I don't. I you told me what it was, and I I'm, I don't miss it. So the night you were at the movie theater seeing your two movies, I was up holding our two-year-old, getting him to sleep. One and three-quarter movies. Yeah, <laughs> and so I started a Netflix show, The Island. The island, the as far island? as I see, because it's an I, then a dash, and then a land. So that it's very a... tells that tells me island. Yeah, it's a limited series. That just means they 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 knew it wasn't going to get renewed, so they're just like, ah. <laughs> it's only got like I don't know six or seven episodes. I listen. I walked in when you were watching this, and I was like, within a second, I was like, this this is. We're still doing this Lost ripoff stuff? Like, what are we doing? Watching some fake Lost. It definitely isn't fake Lost. It looked like fake Lost. I mean, it is for, like, the first three episodes, but then the last... That's half of it. ...four episodes, it's definitely not. Are they not on an island anymore? Well, the main character isn't. The She Realizes... Spoiler. Oh, jeez. Stop listening if you want to watch The Island. It's got very bad reviews, so maybe don't, but anyway. No, definitely don't watch it. (laughs) Um, Did you watch the whole season? It's only six episodes. But you you thought it was bad, and then you finished it. I'm a completionist. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to finish what I start. Oh, yeah? Because I remember you turning on, uh, we turned, <laughs> what? Um, no, I can't even think of the name. What? Will Ferrell and Marky Mark 
and they're like a stepdad. What was that terrible movie called? Daddy's Home. Not Daddy's. Oh, maybe. Daddy's Home. And you watched five minutes and there was no completionist about that. You're like, I'm not watching this. I was like, good night. <laughs> good night, sir. I said good night. And that's a, that's a rare thing for you because if I've turned something on, you have a hard time. You'll kind of get hooked I on will. it. I will. I will Not that movie. It. Not Daddy's Home. <laughs> nope. Anyway, so this movie, I mean this show, uh, is about ten people who wake up on an island and they don't remember any of their past history. Mm-hmm. Don't fucking make that face <laughs> of me. It's later revealed that they're all criminals. Mm-hmm. They're in a simulation. They're not actually on an island. It's a simulation. But if you die on the island, you die. And so there's just a bunch of criminals. And it's a, it's a like, can they redeem themselves if they don't remember who they are? Will they repeat their past mistakes? Is a shitty person always a shitty person? Or... Um, are you a product of your environment? So that take on that, it kind of interesting. You made that sound better than it clearly is. I mean, I think that's what they were going for. Right. I mean, it definitely didn't get there. It It is definitely mature audiences. It has a lot of bad, dark content in it. Uh, Keep Bosworth is in it. What a fall from, from Blue Crush. Oh, what a fall from Blue Crush or whatever. Well, that she's movie been, was. Well, she made movies. No, that was no, it. She was in no, things. Now she she's is. in the Island. She hasn't done shit. Netflix has lost thing because they let they lost the rights she, to Lost. So like we'll make our own. She damn hasn't it. Done shit. Yeah. Um. And the main gal, I liked actually really liked her. Who was her? Her name. <clears throat> I had up, but then it didn't load. Nice. And I don't know her, but she's done a ton Dead of TV. Air. Natalie Martinez. Natalie Martinez. She's uh, our age. Same with uh, Kate Bosworth. Kate Bosworth is our age too. Uh huh. What did Nate, Natalie Martinez appear in prior? Um, she's in a bunch of TV shows, so like The Crossing, APB, Kingdom, like several episodes of those. Secrets I, and Lies. I've heard of that one. <laughs> um, CSI New York. Sure. She did twelve episodes there. Detroit one eight seven eighteen episodes. Uh, Saints and Sinners, 62 episodes. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Fashion House is what she started Fashion with. House. I think that's a J-Lo thing. Oh, J-Lo's Fashion House? Yeah. I, think, I don't know. I think that's a thing. Okay. She has 55 episodes of that. But it's not good, so why are we talking about this anymore? Island? Yeah, I thought it was kind of good. What? <laughs> you just said it wasn't good. I mean, it was bad, but I kind of enjoyed it. I like the like the the. Comp- it had a zero percent on the Rotten Tomatoes, but it's you said to- it went up because yeah. you posted your review. It sounds it's up like to nine percent. You posted your review. You're back. You at kind I'm of nine percent. Yeah, I'm a high critic on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, you're a top TV critic on Rotten top Tomatoes. Little TV known fact. Critic. You work for Yoshiko. you work for Joe Blow. I don't know if that's a real website anymore. <laughs> Who are you? It used to be a site where there was entertainment things on. I don't know. Is that a thing anymore? Joe Blow. Screen crush. I'll tell you what IMDb <laughs> wants me to watch right now because every page I go to, they are showing me ads for Stumptown. Oh, it just started. Our our friend of the podcast and maybe eventually co-host of a Saved by the Bell podcast, Joan Anderson, appeared in the pilot of that uh, show. Can I actually see him in it? We don't. I don't know. That did it air? We don't. He. I don't think he knew until it aired. So we'll have to see. It's, it's they ended the- up. So they nine, end, at ten nine central. They did end up like adding Jake Johnson to that show, so they probably reshot some of that pilot. So he might have been cut out. We'll see though. What was he doing? Like sitting in a bar? Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't. Didn't have like a speaking role, but you know, starring. No, he made. No, I'm pretty sure he actually made out with Colby Smolder. So oh, definitely. Yeah, he was a featured player in the. What is Stumpdown? It's a detective show with Colby Smolders. We like Colby Smolders. But do I like her without I think Marshall I, and Lily? I think we do. You like her with a lot next to uh, Samuel L. Jackson? Because Sam Jackson 
is a delight. You liked her on that uh, other Netflix show. What? The Friends the friends from College or whatever. Wasn't she in that? I only watched two episodes of that because you won't watch it with me. Why wouldn't I watch it with you? I don't know because you're always too busy watching The Hustler. It's called Hustlers. I didn't see The Hustler. And Interstellar <laughs> and Redbox movies. Oh, yeah. You go to bed. All right, Tyler. Anything else you want to share about what you've been watching? No, I got other stuff, but I'll save it in case I have nothing oh next time. Oh, my God. Stop watching so much TV and go to bed. Pluto TV. <laughs> oh, my God. Shut the Pluto TV off. Okay, so I actually I sat with you for fucking 25 minutes last night watching goddamn Pluto TV trying to get Marshall to sleep. Watch the supermarket sweep. So many commercials, and they're all the fucking same commercials. The- also, side note, yeah, I saw you. You cried at that Pampers commercial. What Pampers commercial? Oh, you know. Well, only after the, the fifth. The one with all the babies. Only only after the fifth one. You saw all the babies. Yeah. And you got... I love babies. You were touched. I love those babies. You were like, give me the baby. I'm so angry because I want a baby and there's no babies for me to have. So I'm mad. I'm sad. Yeah, you're, you're turning into a creeper when we go out in public. You like find a baby and you're like, give me your baby. I don't say give me your baby. That's not what I do. You do, but not loud enough for them to hear. No, I go, give me, my, give me that baby. Give I me say. that baby. I want that baby. Snuggle babies. I like yeah, babies. Babies are great. You know what's not great? Pluto TV. Shut it down. It's amazing. I love it. Supermarket sweep. It doesn't oh. have more commercials than regular TV did because it's the same commercial But breaks. you know what's the worst? Regular TV. That's why we don't have it. So why are you opting in to commercials? Because they're airing programs I like, like Supermarket Sweep. From 1982. And Clarissa explains it all. I haven't seen you watch that. When's it on? Clarissa Explains It All? Yeah. It's on all the time. They only air like the same 10 episodes. There's only like 15 episodes of Clarissa Explains It All. So they often air the same one where she's trying to sell the Christmas cards to get a car. I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't have Nickelodeon. You know what you have now is Pluto TV. It's free and you can watch every episode of Clarissa. Can I fast forward through the commercials? I don't know. There's a Your Pluto TV is bullshit. Pluto TV. It freezes all the time. Ah, not too it bad. It glitches out. You can blame my internet provider for that, not our pl- wonderful Pluto TV. Wonderful. Oh, don't, don't. Insult. Don't diss Pluto TV. You know what? The day they come to get a sponsor on this program, we're going to probably talk, talk about firing you from this podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So. They're going to come with their Pluto TV money and you're out. <laughs> <laughs> we could probably just have a TV show on Pluto TV. You know, at the beginning, I would say yes, but now it must. There must be people. There must be other people like me because, like MTV, Comedy Central, all these cha- Nickelodeon, they all have like channels on there, and they're just airing like some of their older shows or stuff that they're not running in circulation now. They're like playing the game over there now. It is not just like knockoff channels. It is like real channels. And you know what's funny is <sighs> they know that you are watching because they're playing you Pampers commercials. They've got. How do t- they know? How do they know it's you watching? They've got a 24-hour Just Ninja Turtle episodes of the Nickelodeon series and the 2003 series. Those are my fucking jam. Now, granted, I own all those and I can watch them without commercials, but you you never know what episode you're going to get when you turn on. Okay, so we're going to transition now. That's my jam. That's your jam. <laughs> yeah. Pluto TV is my jam. Oh, my God. You know what your jam is? Being an asshole. <gasps> you're so mean to me. <laughs> All right, hush down. I'm going to transition us into our feature film. John Kimball is an undercover cop assigned to find a mother and son. This is the only picture we have of him. Before a killer does. you got to handle this like any other police situation. He's been trained to fight. But there are some things. You mean you eat other people's lunches? 
Stop it! He's never been trained to handle. Arnold Schwarzenegger. They're walking all over me. Is Kindergarten Cop, an Ivan Reitman film, rated PG-13. Starts Friday, December 21st at theaters everywhere. First question for you, who's Ivan Reitman? Ivan Reitman? Yeah. He directed Ghostbusters. What? Yeah, that would be... Which one? The both of them. Ghostbusters and Ghostbusters 2. Not the reboot. The reboot what years did Ghostbusters come out? I'm trying to see 84 where Kindergarten Cop falls 84 into 84 and 89. Okay, so... 88 or 89. Hot off the Ghostbusters comes yeah. Kindergarten And that's Cop. why there was, according to the internet, they were, cast, they were trying to maybe cast Bill Murray as the Kindergarten Cop at first. Because Ivan Reitman was like, we'll get that Bill Murray in there. Oh, which oh. I don't know. As much as I like Bill Murray... I don't think that works. <laughs> I think you're expecting more comedy. You're not expecting the tough guy uh, routine. It would be a totally different movie. I'm sure they wrote, they tailored it to uh, Arnold in the first place. Probably. So, yeah. Okay, so we got a lot to unpack today. You did it again with that unpacking. Yeah, I did. Um, first up, first segment, what do you remember about Kindergarten Cop? This is where we old millennials sit down before we rewatch the movie and write down what we remember about the movie. And sometimes... Tyler nails it like he's cheating and looking at Wikipedia or IMDb. And sometimes I totally don't know anything. And sometimes we kind of talk about a little bit and it leads into our discussion about like when we watched it. And like blah, a blah, memory blah. of yeah. watching. Yep. Yep. Okay. So I'll go first today because you always like to like make yours funnier. So you like to go second. That's not true. You just don't put any effort into yours. (gasps) Oh, you're so mean to me. (laughs) You were, you made fun of me earlier. So now I'm just like, what did I make fun of you for? My speech. What speech? My earlier speech. I was slurring my words because I was having a literal stroke and you decided to make fun of someone who has a, who has a, has a mental disability that you're making fun of on air, on record. And I told you I was going to burn your face off with hot tea. (laughs) Arnold is a cop who's assigned an undercover role as a kindergarten teacher in an attempt to catch some bad guys and protect a specific kid. It's not a tumor. And he falls for a sweet teacher while battling bad guys. And the kids love him, even though he can't handle all their craziness. Gotcha. I wrote, Arnold is a badass cop, obviously, who needs to protect a mother and her kindergartner. Dominic, the name? From a bad dude. His dad, maybe? So Arnold poses as a teacher to get info on the guy because his nicer partner gets food poisoning. And he sucks at corralling kids. At first. Oh my god. Anyway, there's cute stuff oddly mixed with Arnold violence and action, which made it awesome for kids like me when I was still too young to see the big boy Arnold shit. Also, it was shot in Oregon or something, but didn't get the recognition like Goonies did. True, true. Dominic, yeah. by the way, correct. I got the kid's name right. You fucking get five gold stars for that, what you remember. How? How can you remember all these movies? I don't understand well, your brain. Um, I saw Kindergarten Cop a lot when I was younger. It was a favorite, I think, for a certain period of time. I don't know exactly when. I think we had the VHS cassette tape uh, for your VCR. Yeah. Um. And then, you know, Reese, I think I probably saw it on TV maybe four or five years ago. So I have seen it um, more recently, more recently yeah. as well. I did not. Well, I don't probably didn't watch the whole thing, but I was able I mean, to pick up some. I mean, you probably saw it on my parents' house or something like that. That you, Your parents only watch five movies, so. Uh, I mean, like on the cable. Oh, yeah. That's probably where I. Yeah, I think that's where I saw it. I saw it just kind of. It's half of so it. good. Yeah, it's pretty watchable. Um, what's surprising about it, um, kind of at first, is that it does not start like you think it should start, which is like it starts like this action thriller 
where there's a bad guy who literally murders someone in the back of a mall. You see that there's a couple different TV spots that that we shared in the podcast, and the first is very like, ho, 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 it's, uh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger being funny in a classroom. Right. That is not this movie. Not really. Not for a while. It takes a little while to get there. Um, And then there's... But Arnold is so hot in the beginning. He's got... When I think of Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't think hot. But then I see this movie and I think, God, he's kind of hot in this movie. He's got like... He's... Stubble. Little little scruffly facial hair. Big clothes. He's got some sweet sunglasses, a trench coat. Yeah, he's He's doing the whole Terminator. You know, it was before Terminator 2, but you know... uh, Yeah, it's got that... Uh, big. Okay, we we'll get into that very scene in a minute, but we probably should go into the, the high stats first on. Would you like to hear some high stats? I would like to hear some high stats. Some high I think we stats. heard in the promo that it came out around December, though. It was a Christmas movie. It was a Christmas movie. Yeah. It did come out around then. I can't see anything on IMDb because it's all Stumptown fucking everywhere. They really want you to watch Stumptown. Jesus. Is it past 10 o'clock? We, they, we can't even watch it right now. We have no, to wait till tomorrow. It's 10.01 right now. Okay, turn it off, IMDb. We missed the first minute, okay? They're like, who cares? Go, go. We will watch go. it. Listen, we'll watch it on Hulu, okay? Just leave us alone. Jesus. I promise to turn it on Hulu. Okay, so it did come out. Where did it go? I just had it. Yeah. Stumptown. December 21st, 1990. <laughs> It was rated PG... 13? 13. Because of the the violence. Man, that's crazy. That's crazy to me. For a 1990 movie, it's pretty long. Hour and 51 minutes. It feels a little long. It feels a little long. (laughs) Uh, They they put this in the comedy and crime category. It is a comedy, but... It's also crime It's it's not meant for, like, bring your kindergartner to this movie, as evidenced by that PG-13. I guess I didn't... It makes sense that it's PG-13, but I didn't realize it. Yep. It's uh, directed by Ivan Reitman. Writers were Murray Salem for the story, Murray Salem for the screenplay, and two more credits. And I'm not going to click that link because IMDb is being mean to me. You don't want any more Stumptown trailers. Nope. It stars Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yep. Penelope Ann Miller. She's the the witness slash mom, wife. Pamela Reed. Pamela Reed is the uh, partner. partner. She's great in the movie. We've got to talk about that. And then some other people that are less important. Uh, who is the bad guy? He's not a guy that I ever saw ever again. Um, the Get bad that. guy is Richard Tyson. Ponytail man. And then, of course, Oscar winner, uh, the principal. Her name is Escaping Linda Me. Linda Hunt. Linda Hunt. She was an Oscar winner. And she appeared in, like, I don't know, some NCS or something like that. But she's uh, the principal. She's great in it, too. Because part of it is just the contrast of her being so short and Arnold Schwarzenegger being so big. I just realized this. Hmm. The little kid named Dominic, which you've remembered correctly, is yes. played by Twins. Yes. Joseph and Christian Cousins. There's also a notable kid. One of these kids ended up doing Beethoven. The the door, the adorable, yeah. obviously the cutest kid in the the classroom. Yep. Who's got the overalls? Like I gotta go to the bathroom. Yep. She went on to be like the main little girl in the two of the Beethoven, the first two Beethoven, the, the Beethoven movies that make it, that matter. You got it, including past episode Beethoven from episode insert episode number here. Yep, I could look that up really quick. <laughs> How much do you think was the budget for this movie, Tyler? Uh, well, I mean, Arnold's making money at this point, right? So he's getting paid, but a pretty modest budget. Otherwise, I would say not a lot going on. Twenty five million. Lower. Really? 18. 15 million. Yeah, okay. Well, guess most of that's going to Arnold. In the US. It was a hit. I know that. What's your guess? 100 million. Yeah, close to 91 million. Yeah, it's a good hit. And a good then solid worldwide, hit. 201 million. Arnold had that strong power overseas, man. Smash the shit out of that, man. On that budget, that's great. 
I mean, um, also Beethoven was episode twenty-two. Thank you. You're welcome. So yeah, this is the first fifteen minutes or so. You would not. I mean, that was what it struck me when I watched it four or five years ago. Was like, what movie am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> like, I thought it said Kindergarten Cop, but that that part was not striking me as anything. And then, um. Because yeah, we get this scene where he's chasing a guy in the mall. The the villain of this movie, he's got some real issues. He's got mommy issues. Well, first he's got awesome issues. He's got a long ponytail. Long ponytail. He's got a very large suit jacket. Over <laughs> oversized suit jacket. Huge shoulder bag. Oh my god, yeah. So good. Oh, so good. So he gets away, but then he ends up in the back somewhere and he like some guys telling him his wife has run off, right? And they and his kid. That's her his kid that's run off and he thinks that she took like millions of dollars with with her uh this guy who's like a junkie guy or whatever he's like oh i could tell you for a little money or whatever and he just shoots him dead in the yep. chest shoots him dead you see him get shot yep. and then his girlfriend who is apparently an ex-junkie saw it right and so that becomes a thing where arnold like handcuffs her to the dead body chases after him we have this drawn out thing where like he captures him in like a store, like a salon. He's the the guy, the bad guy's there with his mom in we, the salon. Oh, his, the mom is in the salon, right? So I guess it's there to introduce the mom because she's weird. They have this weird relationship. Yes, but they we do. get this like extra two minutes of like the mall cops like going, "Who are you, Arnold? Like we we're better call it in. We're call that. But we're looking this badge yeah, number up because he's drawn his gun on him, right? And the security guards are like, "Put." They draw their guns on him. I know, but it's very strange. Like, it's a, what, what a like, weird I'm detail. A cop, and they show, he shows them their badge, and they're like, well, we're going to call this in and make sure. What a, it's just a weird detail, I thought. Walk over to the landline phone. Because <laughs> earlier, <laughs> like, he pulls out, Arnold pulls out his gun in the middle of the mall walkway, which is oh, just like, yeah. which is, I don't know, nowadays, like, this, that's very okay. alarming to me. Very so alarming. it's very unusual to see that in a movie. But, so, you know, this goes on for a little while. Like, they try to get convinced he, he meets his new partner. Who is, you said the name, she's really good in the movie, I really like her. Um, and they try to get the, the lady to testify and do a lineup and all this other business, right? Well, they want to find the mom. And the mom has moved away, but they've got a tip that she's in Oregon. You know, mm-hmm. the state of Oregon. No, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Uh, Astoria, right? Um, yep, Astoria. And, and so that's why he... Arnold and his partner go, and they're going to try to get this information out. They want to get information to, like, put this guy away for good because they're worried about the witness. They also want to get this money, get her back, blah, 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 blah. But they don't know who it is. They don't know. So they just know a town, basically. They don't know uh, if which lady it is. So he's got to figure it out. And so their idea was that the female cop was going to be the, uh, the teacher, the yeah. substitute teacher, because she had experience, and that Arnold would be doing the investigating around. Well... Yeah doesn't work out that way it sure doesn't because as you remembered yes he gets uh his partner gets i need to you got to give me either the actress name or the character pamela name again. Reed. pamela reed she uh gets sick and we kept thinking about this while we we're watching it we have this false memory because she gets sick on the airplane and then she's super sick she has food poisoning and we're i had this false memory. we both had this false memory that yeah i thought that at the end i remember there okay this is the memory i have i remember there being a scene where there's a helicopter and then she whispers over to him, "Oh, I just found out the news. We're having a baby." We're ha- you thought he was, she was having a baby with Arnold? No, she's telling Arnold that her and her fiance are having a baby. Because the fiance shows up later, yeah, like because he shows and comes up and visits with visits yeah. her. 
And so, yeah, it and feels that like... And explains all, like, the morning sickness but no, and that, the throwing up. But anyway, the, yeah. cut to nope. the end. No, she just had food nope. poisoning. <laughs> How do I fucking remember that, though? Why it, is that a thing? I don't know. It just... I when, I when And then when you said I was like, oh, yeah, that must be what it is or whatever, but it's not. Um. Anyway, the way we get there, they go on a plane... He snaps a pencil. To be- Listen, there's some kids being dicks to Arnold on the airplane, kicking sure his chair is. and stuff like that. And it's listen, his reaction, threatening him with violence with a pencil, all correct. Yep. All correct. I have small children. I've taken them on airplanes, and I listen, I get that. If they're kicking a chair, all bets are off. The person in front of you has a right to threaten them with violence. They just do. Maybe don't attack them, but you get to threaten them. Yep. Yeah, it's allowed. And then uh, we get maybe my favorite scene in the movie – which is what they're driving. She's really sick. They're driving into town, and uh, Pamela Reed discovers that there's an animal in the back of the car, and Arnold says, oh, excuse me, that's my pet ferret. Oh, my God, that was so funny. (laughs) What? (laughs) So I forgot that he had this ferret because he brought a ferret. So this man brought a ferret on an airplane? Yep. You don't see any prior, like, checking him in correctly. And I would gauge to guess that he had that ferret either on his person or in his carry-on bag i mean ferrets are illegal in california they're illegal in california but are they illegal in oregon they are not oh so he knew that he could drive i don't know that's crazy though that this is ferret in the movie and the ferret comes to play a major role in the movie becomes the class pet but then there's even more that ferret does but how does this <laughs> what i love is that it, it feels like something that was reverse engineered a little bit like, they had this ending where there's a ferret, and he brought a ferret in, and they need to have the ferret attack the bad guy. And then someone forgot, like, oh, yeah, we need to get a ferret in this movie. So they, like, do, a, like, a pickup or an audio fill-in. It's like, oh, excuse me, that's my pet ferret in the car. Like, we had to get this scene where he... It's so uh, funny. Yeah, it is. And it's it, he just leaves it in the car, too, by the way, because when he, he gets the idea to bring the ferret in to kind of calm the kids on his first day, he runs out of the school, screams to the heavens, goes to his car, and the ferret... Like, he just leaves the ferret in the car. Can you just leave a ferret in the car? You're raising your hand. Yes. Because I just realized why I think she's pregnant. Oh. She is in the movie, Junior, with Arnold Schwarzenegger, and she's pregnant. Oh. And she's eating and eating and eating and eating in that movie. She's doing the same part, basically? <laughs> yeah, basically. Because once she gets not... She's she's eating a lot before she gets the food poisoning. She gets food poisoning, and then when she feels better, she starts eating a lot again. That's like her number one character yes. she does. She eats a lot. Yes. That's why I have that memory. Okay, well that makes sense because it's from the other movie that's just like this movie. And then she's in; she's been in some stuff, but then she also like uh, she was like uh, Aunt, uh, Leslie Nope's mom on Parks oh, and Rec. Yeah, yeah. great. Yeah. Are we gonna watch Junior? Oh, probably. That's a great movie. <laughs> oh my god, I don't remember that movie. Is it a great well. movie? I don't know if it's great, but I it's a movie. Thinking like, whoa, it's a movie. A, this is a movie. It was like what. Dan, because that was like twin. They made twins, Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger. And they're like, yep. "What can we do for the next one? Yeah, we'll make Arnold pregnant. What? Love it. Love the premise. I wonder how inappropriate it is now. I would guess it's not. Uh, I don't know. I don't We're know. Not here to talk about Junior. We could talk about some of the <laughs> weird things that are in this movie that are kind of inappropriate now. Uh yeah. There's definitely a handful of things. Strange things. Um, there's a lot of talk about. Uh, Arnold, uh, uh, what kind of a man is a kindergarten teacher? That's a comment that's a lot, which is not that bad because it really isn't a lot of male kindergarten and teachers. And it's a conversation that people still have today. Absolutely. But then what I found odd was that right when they, the mom, the single mom, see him show up at the school, they see him. They're like, 
Ooh, he's available. Yeah. Now there's no there's no more speculation about what this guy is, or maybe he's a he's gay or something like that. It's like, ooh, he's a beefcake, therefore he must be straight or whatever. Yep. But there's a couple other weird, uh, random like just kind of knocks against that too, because there's like a, a mom whose husband ran away with another man, and they kind of like dwell on that a few times, yep. oddly. Because there's this whole there's this whole subplot where he's trying to figure out which kid and which mom, which is, mom the, is the lady. But yeah. so there's these red herons, and that's one of them is this lady whose husband turned out to be gay or something like that. But it's a little bit uh, unusual, mm-hmm. a little bit. It, they, they make it. They, it's a little derogatory, a little bit. Yeah. Um, I did not like how there was a scene of girls standing on a desk and a little boy looking up their skirts. Oh yeah, that's the thing that happened. And then what they oh because that that's the part that's uncomfortable, right? So. Later on, that mom comes in and is like, oh, he's been playing with dolls lately, so we're a little concerned. Yeah. So that's... And he's like, no, no, I can assure you, it's okay. I caught him looking up girls' skirts. And she's like, oh, what a relief. What a relief. (laughs) He's not gay. He's just a fucking pervert at age five. So, so there's there's that this movie didn't didn't love that, but very nineties. Uh, yeah, I mean nothing that you would not expect from a movie from nineteen ninety. I it's guess about kids. Like, it is. It's weird. It's a weird we thing. We have, have to put that in with the kids. Looking up the skirt was a weird uh, thing. Like most five year olds I know are not sexualized at that age. They're not even. It's not even on their radar. Except for your friend from uh, Drop Dead Fred, who they're always talking about dried up coochies and whatnot. But that's funny. It's not like sexualized. It's funny. I think it's supposed to be funny that that kid's looking up the skirts. I think that's it, the idea. It probably was funny in 1990. Or like, look at that boy. He's a crazy boy. Or whatever. I feel like if a boy was doing that to my girl, I would. So you can agree that's not funny. So therefore, you must agree that everything about Drop Dead Bed is also unfunny. I hate you right now. Okay. So um, mean. And the Minnesota Twins suck. How about that? How you like that? How's that feel? Hmm? You have to agree. They're not very good. Well, they're going to win 100 games this year, so they don't suck, obviously. Yeah. Unlike last year when they lost 100 games. They didn't lose 100 games last year. You, don't, you speak of... No, they didn't lose 98 games. The year games. before. They did not. They won to the playoffs the year before that. You don't know anything. <laughs> you said they hadn't been to the playoffs in seven years. They haven't won the division in nine years. They went I to the playoffs two years ago. I can't baseball talk. You know what? You're the one who just brought it up. <laughs> don't insult Drop Dead Fred. I will, because it's not good. Um, if you'd like to listen to our episode on Drop Dead Fred... You can just check out episode 36. So, once he gets to the school, though, once once basically Pamela Reed gets food poisoning, it becomes a comedy. Like, we're not doing the cop thing anymore. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger going to the school and not knowing what he's doing, yep. right? And that's where we get the majority of the the good parts, the laughs. Um, yep. All the, the good stuff. Kids are good. You got one of the kids. I already mentioned the kid that went on to Beethoven. One of the kids was, like, the little dick, the kid who's, like... Girls have a vagina and boys have a penis. That kid, he ended up being a dickhead classmate to Michelle Tanner on Full House for a couple seasons. I he was a that. he was a dickhead kid in that show too. He got typecast as a dickhead kid. Probably because he was a dickhead. Yeah, like look at this kid. He's a dickhead. I mean, I get. I mean, if I found a, if I was doing casting on this movie and they apparently like cast from all over, right, to get these kids, they weren't actors, right? They're all young. They're all the right age, which is cool. Yep. Um, if you found a dickhead five year old who's being a dickhead. You'd probably hire him for other stuff. I was like, oh man, this is great film. That kid, he's being a dickhead to everybody. This kid is funny. Yeah, I know. It would be, it'd be good. And then, it, you know, that shtick runs out when he turns like 10, but, you know, it works for a couple of years. It does. So yeah, the goal of this movie is just Arnold in the classroom, right? Yelling at these kids, all the kids saying cute things. 
what do you this is kind of what we remember about it right these yes. are the parts that we remember and love about kindergarten cop right yeah what are your thoughts on Arnold's comedic performance against these kids? I think that watching this reminded me that Arnold Schwarzenegger is a really good actor. He is a good actor. He can be badass. He can be serious. He can be stressed out. He can be funny. He can do pratfalls. He can do uh, <laughs> uh, serious conversations. He's great. Yeah, he's actually, I, I love, the way you're describing it is kind of funny, but you're right. I think this is a great showcase for what he can do in a movie, which is yeah. not just be a badass and not just rattle off one-liners. I think he, yes, he has a language barrier and he says words funny, but he's convincing in his convictions and what he says and what he's doing in yeah. the moment. I believe that. And even his movies that we've agreed that aren't great, like jingle all the way he's trying in that movie and he's he trying is. in every movie that I, I, in general, I think he really is trying to do the best he can. I had forgotten the one scene where, uh, he's talking to the mom, the teacher mom. Right. And he has to like come up with his backstory on the fly. Yeah. It's a great scene. He comes up with this he's, – because he's supposed to be – because they've had to switch their story a little bit. Uh, Pamela Reed's been sick, so now they switch to her being a sister. He is trying to, like, put a, a bigger story about um, being a teacher. But he's also weaving – because he cares about her, he's weaving in real-life things about him having a son. And uh, he he has no no relationship with the son, but he lies about that initially to kind of be on this relative level. Like, I have a great relationship and – Blah, blah, blah. Then he kind of unpeels that a little bit later. It's all really good. He's, like, mm -hmm. creating these kind of, like, uh, quieter scenes where he has to um, be a convincing cop, a, a convincing detective. Because everything he's saying, it's actually pretty smart. I think people uh, – listen, I don't I don't know what cop school is like. Mm -hmm. But if I had to guess, it's a lot of people watching kindergarten cop be like, study what Arnold's doing here. This is how you do a leading question. This is how you get a good yeah. – He's a good detective. He is good at asking good probing questions. I think that's why he gave Batman so much trouble in that Batman and Robin movie. Because he's Mr. Freeze and he's facing the world's greatest detective. Because he's good at being a detective mm. and doing ice puns. I think so. So, yeah, I I agree. I think this is a great showcase for uh, kind of what Arnold can do beyond shooting a gun and uh, just being a badass. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, I also think because of his accent, there's... Very few that are as good at delivering the one-liners uh, as Arnold Schwarzenegger. He gets one of his best ones, I think, in this movie in the beginning, in those weird scenes, where he breaks up this party to get the witness, and he says, I'm the party pooper. <laughs> like, that is the stupidest line of dialogue ever. But the way that Arnold says it is hilarious. Mm -hmm. And you just be like, yeah, he is the party pooper. Look at that giant shotgun he has. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. So he's great. He's great with his kids. Um, he, he, yeah. What? It's what else do you like? The, the montage of the kids uh, talking about what their dads do. Mm -hmm. Who is your daddy, and what does he do, or whatever? Mm -hmm. They did some really great. Like what I like about the kids in this movie is that they're not. None of them, other than Dominic, feels like an actor. Yep. Dominic is. I think Dominic's good in the movie. Don't get me wrong. That act. That was those two twins, I guess. But he is required to do more. Whereas the kids are supposed to just be kids. And so, like, you get that montage where they're talking about their dad. And it feels almost like... With some of the kids, it just feels like they're trying to, like, uh, re remember what they were told to say. And it's adorable because they're barely doing it. And I think other kids seem like they're just making it up, which is even better. So they all seem like they're just, like, real kids. And they're they're cute. And they make funny comments. So to, to me, that the dynamic... 
Plus, I mean, half this half the movie's joke is right. Arnold Schwarzenegger's big, and these kids are little. Yes. It doesn't take much beyond that, right? Yes. Fun fact that Ivan Reitman invented the five Reitman rules of filmmaking for the kids. I saw that on the... Listen, internet. act natural, know your character, don't look in the camera, and be disciplined. I think directing kids is the hardest thing to direct. These are little kids, too. These yeah. aren't just like, that. that's some Disney channel, like, I'm going to be a star. Yes. These are yes. little kids that don't know act that there's natural. a thing. Yeah, they're trying to just be themselves. Right. I... Uh, yeah, I just I like that. Yeah, I like it's that. It's really hard with kids. Um, so the way the school is run is a little interesting though, because it's a small town. He, he gets uh, in trouble with the principal right off the bat for. Well, he doesn't really get in trouble with her, right? He he leaves him to he go. He Lies to her. Well, he lies to her about his and credentials. Says that he has an extensive teaching back because they had to switch because she did her his partner did right. But anyway, they they make a big deal about like him leave. He leaves the classroom or whatever, and they make a just a disastrous mess, right? Mm-hmm. But what I want to know is that when the principal walks him down to the classroom in the first place, the kids are by themselves. Yes, they, they are. They seem to be, and they're they're fine. Yep. So what's the, the principal's leaving him alone unless I saw some teacher that walked in and out. I have no idea. But then, um, yeah, then the principal's also just, like, really, like, really strict on the kindergartners during the fire drill. They, like, he, she really, like, rails on him. She says, like, I'm ashamed of you. She's ashamed of him for their... She's their fucking kindergarten. And you're not ashamed of this. You blame the teacher, yeah. The teacher didn't yeah. do a good job of getting him out. He's running... Very funny uh, cut to the kids just running out of the... Um, and him carrying, like, two of the children out of the for the fire drill very funny but um but yeah like don't blame the kids don't be ashamed of the kids yeah. you know they don't know what they're doing but uh yeah she's but it's an interesting way that she she runs a school but then he figures out he gets that ferret out of the car that's traveled across the country or where do they come from la they didn't go across the country yeah they just went up and uh he gets a whistle and he starts treating yeah. them like a military regime and all of a sudden it's working just fine like after two days it seems like right he had like one bad day He's pretty good at this. Yeah. He whipped those kids into shape so fast. He's pretty good at this. And this is one of those uh, schools that, like, there's older. It's not just because there's, like, kids making out in the fire later in the movie. It seems like it goes up to at least middle, like, eighth grade, right? It kind of seems like it's almost a K through 12 school. Yeah. There's a lot of, and there's a lot of, like, people, kids, like, looking at the kindergartners, like, ugh. Like, why would you look at a kindergarten like that? That's cute. They're going to school. Because uh, teenagers are assholes. There was like fifth graders doing that too. Fucking fifth graders. Fifth assholes. graders are worse than teenagers. Oh, fucking assholes. Um, yeah. So let's talk about. It's in Oregon. We we've, we've been to this town. Um, in your memory, though, Goonies gets the. We've traveled to the area where this was filmed, right? And there's always a lot of talk about. Oh, the Goonies was filmed. Oh, the Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. The Goonies. Not a lot of talk about Kindergarten Cop. Now, a lot of the movies' interiors weren't sh- yeah. shot there, yep. but the exteriors were, and they did outside stuff, and they did shoot there. So, But it wasn't an outdoor adventure. I guess, but most of that Goonies shit is just in a fucking cave. True. It's like a set, too. How do you really feel about Goonies, Tyler? Well, we could do a future episode on that, but I gotta be honest with you. I'm not the biggest Goonies fan. <gasps> I like it fine. Oh, I'm gonna have you hold that thought. Okay. And save it for that podcast. <laughs> okay. Right just, now, no, I don't want to hear that opinion. So just move on. Because right now it's it's uh, my tea is running low, so it's a uh, time for our little segment we like to call tea time with Tyler. Do I get a tea too? Tea time reveal? Oh, you need some extra time. Is that what's happening? No, I just you want some more tea. Some extra time. No, I just want some okay. more tea. This is where you have until I finish filling up my tea loudly. And I got. I'm gonna. I'm gonna tell you right now. I'm gonna do very poorly on this yeah, because I. I my brain's not working. 
Well, you did stroke out earlier, so you're recovering. And you, and you paid for that one, didn't you? Yeah, you scalded my face. <laughs> this is not. These are nice or not. We probably should clarify that I, I would joking. not do that to you. We are joking. Yeah, and that's not a good you're thing to do. You're the biggest softy in the world. And let's not. Let's not harm anybody. Let's not be uh, Tarantino and encourage what? violence that's, against women. Jesus, and glorify all right. it. What the hell, man? Let's not. Get, holy crap! Call you Tyler Tarantino. I, that that's beside the point. Let's not dig into that. Go back to a couple episodes on that discussion. Yeah, jeez. Um, okay, Tyler. Name as many awesome cop movies as you can think of. Awesome cop movies? Okay, name some cop movies. Hot Fuzz, Lethal Weapon, Lethal Weapon 2, Lethal Weapon 3, Lethal Weapon 4. No more Lethal Weapons. <laughs> I got them all. <laughs> um, I mean, there's lots of good ones. Die Hard's a cop movie. Uh, Rush Hour is a cop movie. <laughs> there's mine. Okay, hold on. Now for your cop. In the Heat of the Night. <laughs> name as many... Movies featuring kindergartners. Movies featuring kindergartners? Good lord. Um, Beethoven, because <laughs> that girl was probably still cop. in kindergarten. Kindergarten cop. Uh, kindergarten cop 2. We'll talk about kindergarten cop 2. Um, oh, wow, that's a really tough one to put on the spot. There's probably a couple that I. I mean, there's probably kindergartners in movies, but that's tough, man. Okay, good job. Not good job. Did you have a list that you could tell me some other kindergarten yeah, movies? Yeah, I got a list of about 87 that I was able to identify. Really? Movies with You're just doing it now. You didn't have 87. That's a lie. No. It's an absolute lie. There's no way. I bet you kindergarten cops on that list. <laughs> no, there's not even like a Google result. Because there's not a lot, man. It's all like, movies kindergartners should watch. No. They should Movies starring kindergartners. Yeah, there you go. That's how you'll get it. Stand by me. That doesn't sound right. That they're older than that in that Every movie, aren't they? Going time. The Sandlot. The in kindergarten. Now th- this list is stupid. Oh, it just it's eighty nine movies starring kids. Because it's not a lot of ki- you can't get a performance out of kids like this. You, you can get them on sitcoms when they're already like twins. Like they they had to hire twins for this to make it uh, to make it work. Agreed. Um. So, there's a point where this movie, uh, it's not a tumor, it's a great line, right? We already talked about that. Um, the delivery, his, his interaction with the kids is, is really good and, and fun. But it's, I mean, the comedy part of this movie, it's odd, right? Because mm-hmm. it's about 50 minutes in the middle. And then the end is not a comedy. It goes back to being this yep. kind of creepy, grimy, movie a little bit like the the bad guy the he the mom of the bad guy that weird mom finds the uh witness gives her bad drugs or gets someone to give her bad drugs and she ods and dies she's dead so he's dead so that means the guy is free because the witness is gone right so he catches wind of where they are he comes into town he's (laughs) we get this long drawn out scene where he's trying to get a fucking racetrack or something i don't know he beats that guy up and the mom, like, it's such a weird, now this dynamic is here where they've both come, he's not a guy that has, my memory would be that he had, like, henchmen, right? He doesn't really have any henchmen. It's just him and his mom. Yeah. <laughs> and they're just, like, there to pick up the kid. Yep. They're just going to steal the kid. They don't think the name is right. You know, they think it's just Junior or whatever, right? And, um, but yeah, it's this weird thing where all of a sudden she's in danger, obviously, because he's yeah. around. And the kid, they go to they go to the outdoor 
festival, children's fair, fair. or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's a ch- children's fair, different than a regular fair, but the whole town showed up for it, apparently. Well, there's only 200 people in the town, would I you guess. Go to, would you go to that if you didn't have any kids and you lived in the Oregon coast and you were just like, oh, kids are goddamn singing a song Sounds like something. it's a really tight-knit community. That's what they say. They don't, they're not, they don't take, uh, take shine into newcomers. You have to but be a good guy. But it's also a small town is a place where people come to escape from their previous lives. That's, That's true. That's a line in the movie. As we've learned from uh, Le- Leslie Ann Miller. Is it Leslie Ann Penelope Ann Miller. Penelope Ann Miller or Leslie Ann Miller? For who? The the what, the main the mom. The main mom. Penelope. Yeah. So we learned that she did not take money from her shithead husband. Her burglar whatever. She just took off, like, to try to get away from him because he was a bad dude, right? Um... So he comes, he wants the money, he wants all his information, and we get this, like, chase. He kidnaps the kid, they set off the fire alarm at the he place. He starts the school on fire. Starts the school on fire. In the library. Yeah, it's a big deal, there's a scary fire, he loses, okay. So then the, 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 um, his partner comes into that day, because they know that this guy's around town, so they're trying to double up on protecting the kid, right? And yet, right when the fire alarm goes, they do a pretty good job of, like, getting Arnold to, like, pick up a kid on the ground. John Gimble is his name, which is a great Schwarzenegger. Another just great John Schwarzenegger character name. Um, so he has, he turns away really fast. It isn't like really embarrassing, but come on. You two are supposed to have you the Pamela Reed, you got one hand on her, on the Dominic, and Arnold's got another hand on him, or you're just, you have him on your shoulders, right? Yeah. You're protecting this kid. You know that something is up. That there's a fire going on, on the, of all days, you know what I mean? So come on, guys. Uh, the mom runs over uh, <laughs> Pamela Reed, <laughs> smashes with a car. Holy shit! And we get this like stalking scene where they get there's like sh- people get shot, Arnold gets shot, the bad guy gets shot. It's, it's not a comedy it's anymore. Crazy. I mean, uh, Roger Ebert has the same opinion. Really, this is not for kids. No, he says in our segment called "What Would Roger Say." <laughs> He says at the very end of his review, of which he gave how many stars? Three stars. Because you looked ahead. No, I just I that would be, I did look ahead because I had to, but my guess was three. I wrote it down. Yeah, he liked the movie. Yeah, but he does say warning: this is not a film appropriate for smaller children. No, despite the title and the ad campaign, which makes it look like a sweet and jolly fun fest, the movie contains images sure to be terrifying to grade schoolers, such as a man setting the school on fire. Small children kidnapped and terrorized. A father slapping his child. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The rough dad stuff. slaps the kid in the... F- he does. And he slaps his mom, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. He hits her pretty good. Punches yeah. her out. Yeah. Crazy. In context for mature viewers, the scenes have a purpose and the movie works. But it'll be nightmare time for smaller children who see it. This is like a 90s thing a little bit. Early 90s, 80s. I mean, there would be these movies where there were kids involved, but then they weren't necessarily made for kids. Yeah. Or they didn't, or the people that made them were like, well, they kids can handle some fucking shooting up stuff. You know what I mean? So crazy. It's a little bit weird. Um, I Again, I, as an adult, I don't, it, to me, the, the movie doesn't, there's not a, there's not a major tonal shift, I would say, when it becomes a movie about him being a kindergarten cop. Uh, a kindergarten teacher, right? Yeah. It, it, I, it doesn't, it's not a, it's not like a major shift. It's, it, I think tonally it, it moves fine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the first 20 minutes are not a comedy and the last 20 minutes aren't a comedy. It's only a comedy in the middle, which is a little weird. It is a little weird. Um, but it works. I, I, I think it works as like a narrative structure, but a, I mean, as like a, it's not like, I don't know. It's, 
It's not a laugh riot. You know what I mean? I wouldn't say, like, oh, it's the funniest movie of the year. Go see the funniest movie of the year. It's Kindergarten Cop. It's like, well, no, it's got, like, 30 minutes of, like... Crime. Crime stuff. It's it's, So you wouldn't wouldn't describe it that way. Let's hear what Roger has to say, if you'd like. Oh, on a Siskel and Eber clip? Yeah. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Okay. Take it seriously. Here's a movie where a guy sets a school on fire, where a father abandons his child and then slaps him in the face. Come on. I, uh, that's the problem. That plus the the drug caper and all that is why I really think the film splits in two. Mm -hmm. It's wonderful to see the giant chained up, you know, that's Gulliver's Travels (laughs) is basically what we're seeing here. You know, he's strapped down to the floor of the the kindergarten. By all these kids. Absolutely. (laughs) And, and, And it is... Uh, wonderful, but the rest of the picture, I just think it's it it, it doesn't work for me. Um, I admire him tackling the child abuse scene in the way it's done. I think it's handled well. But why we have to see some of the actions taken toward the kids? I just sat there in the caper. I just felt the film split in two. That raises a good point about um, Ivan Reitman had kind of insisted on like adding like abusive child parenting, and that was kind of like his thing that he wanted to put in the movie and i think it does address it in a way that is serious and it hopefully will i don't know i i I, probably what felt a little unusual at the time too to kind of put that kind of subject matter in the movie right so there's a kid in class right oh yeah okay who won't talk or say anything who doesn't participate the kids start making fun of him right and so arnold makes an effort to talk to the boy's mom and then in talking to her she discloses that, like, oh, it's because, yeah, did he tell you, like, basically her husband is is hitting the kid. Hitting him and leaving big marks and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. And so she's like, he's like, okay, and then it happens again. Um, and so he runs out. The dad is outside at the car. Right. You know, he threatens him, and then he punches the dad in the face. Yeah, he does. And the principal sees, and the whole school sees, and was that the end of that st- story thread? Story? Yeah, it was. Yeah, plus, I mean, the main villain is obviously a really bad villain, right. murderer who's with, trying to take his kid with back. that kid's dad. Right. There's no more after that, and then it, it, it plays off a point where you think that he's going to get in trouble with the principal, whereas she's just like, "No, you've. I thought you had no credentials. I checked on you. You don't have any credentials, but." You're really good at this, and I really wanted to punch that dad too, or whatever. Which is a, I don't know, if that's the right message, but I mean, you know, it's not, it's not a message. wrong message. I also have some questions okay. because I do have like a school counseling background, right? And teachers are mandated reporters, so there's this whole part where the mom's like, "Don't report it, don't report it, don't report." It. Uh, he's a fucking mandated reporter. Well, he's also, also a cop. I <laughs> know he's a fucking cop. So why is he not reporting this? Okay. To CPS. He does. CPS did exist in 1990. You're, he does. He. She says, don't make a big deal. She denies it until that moment where she says, don't report. He goes out there. That's the same moment. I know, but he doesn't report it He to does. CPS. He says, I'm going to report you. He said that oh, line. he does. I'm, fi- I'm pressing charges. I'm pressing charges. I'm following a report. Yes. Well, so that he, happens. He, he absolutely that. does. That. He didn't just punch him. So then we no. assume that he did that in the... No, he just punched him because he wanted to. I mean, we assume that he filed charges and that the kid is fine. Does it close yes. the loop on that? No, it's fine. You know he's going to press charges. The whole print, the school saw him. The principal knows it's happened. It's done. You don't need any more. We got to get into this other. We got to go watch that the villain go punch a guy for a train set or something. <laughs> I know. Oh God. Yeah. What there a weird... are some bad parts of this movie. It's a weird. Like I, 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 I like love the middle. Arnold. He's so. And good I love his. I actually really, really, really love his partner. 
She's great. I, she has the whole scene where she pretends to be his sister with an Austrian accent. I love that when they go to oh. dinner with the where the kid mysteriously like disappears under the table or something like that. Though, yeah, where know. did she? Where did he go? Um, but yeah, she's really good in that uh, part, and I think she's really good um, kind of during the stretch run when she gets to go into the classroom a little bit mm-hmm. too. And then she actually saves uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger yes. from the mom. With a baseball bat. Whacks him in the face with a baseball bat after she's run over by the car or whatever. Her, she's just, her stuff with her fiancé coming into town who's like naked and they're clearly doing it. Yeah. Right when they're walking in. It's, it's not a movie for kids. It, but it's kind of endearing, right? Like, I like how, you know, okay, so obviously Arnold is going to have a romance with the other mom. Yes. Fine. But I do like how this partner is, they are just, they're extremely professional, but they're also friends and he's trying to, she's trying to help him and he's trying to help her. Yes. And she's giving him tips and how to be with the... It's not a part that you, it's just, uh, uh, that's, it's a great part for 1990 for a, a woman. Number one, it's a great part. And it, it feels like we still don't have great parts like that. Like, not, you know what I mean? There's a lot of parts for women that are like badasses, right? But like I love this. This reminds me of like it, like a few years later. It, like the epitome of this character is Marge Gunderson in like Fargo, right? Yeah. Like it's a person. She's a person, and she's also awesome. Yes. But she's just a person. And she has a sex life. Yeah. But she's not sexualized. I I just I really like that. It's like the pre. It is like this like. I'm I'm putting something together here. Yeah, I think the right. Coen brothers saw Kindergarten Cop was like, we like this character. Like, hmm. We could do something like this, hmm. and it'd be pretty good. Hmm. Nah. Probably. <laughs> Because it, that, that's the vibe I get from it. So I, yeah, she's, I think she's a stand of the movie. Plus Arnold. I think Arnold's great. Arnold's good. Can we talk about how great Arnold is some more? I mean, I think we did that. Oh, okay. We, we probably definitely did. did some of that. So they did make Kindergarten Cop 2 in 2016. What? <laughs> I don't remember this. It was straight to video, although in 2016, is it straight to, like it's like one of those like straight to DVD, right? But in 2016, I mean, I know that yeah, there's DVDs. I buy them, but isn't that like a straight to streaming kind of situation? Like 2016 was just a couple of years ago, and it was Dolph Lundgren who's got that you know side connection to Arnold Schwarzenegger just by being like foreign. third tier action <laughs> foreign action star, right? I like Dolph Lundgren in most things, so don't get me wrong. It's an hour and 40 minutes. I saw it. I've watched also it. Also rated PG-13. I've watched it. Came out in May of 2016 um, in France. <laughs> Is that how it didn't be? A, that's how they got their showing? They I remember that. I, I remember seeing commercials. Uh, again, we must have. it came out in the summer, and we must have been down at your parents' house because I was watching actual commercials. Not Pluto TV hadn't existed yet. And it was like coming to DVD. Also, and there's then, Bill Bellamy. Yeah, it sure does. And it, what I remember about it being coming to DVD, like I it, that those come out on Tuesday, right? And literally like two days later, I remember it being on Netflix. Like they Netflix had bought it, right, or something. Netflix or Hulu or whatever. And I mean, it's not. It, why did they make? I don't. I don't know why. It, I don't know why they did this. in 2016 of all. It's like we finally did it. We finally got the script together for Kindergarten Cop Two, and it's it's not meant to be a continuation. It's just a different character going to be. Uh, I a... can't find the 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 money. My memory of it is that it's not a lot of kindergarten stuff. It's a lot of like nonsense cop crap with Bill Bellamy as like his oh, handler. Oh, there's no money mentioned because it didn't have a box office. No, there's no box office. Yeah, I got to tell okay. you the money. So no, it didn't have a box. It went straight to video. Yeah. Duh. Okay. So yeah, I don't know. I don't understand this thing of making the movie uh, a sequel, an unrelated sequel. So many 
Because it shouldn't even be called Kindergarten Cop 2. It should be called, like, Kindergarten Cop The New Squad or something like that. Yeah. But what a weird thing. Yes. I, this happens all the time with these kind of movies, but I, the gap from 1990 to 2016 is uh, significant. Wow. It's so weird. not worth anybody's time. I would just watch Kindergarten Cop 1. Would you recommend the movie? Kindergarten Cop? Yeah. Yeah. Do you what we never really talked about? Do you have a lot of memories of watching it when you were young or not really? Yeah. Did you have the VHS or what was the deal? I don't remember having the VHS. I think we just got it on rental. What was the youngest that you saw it, you think? Well, it came out when I was seven. Yeah, but do you think you saw it so a year later it's on video? Do you think third you saw grade. it when you were in third grade? Yeah, for sure. Probably. That's probably about the time I saw it. I don't yeah. think my parents I might have seen this in theater because my parents weren't great about adhering to the ratings, taking me to movies anyway. And it's like kindergarten copy could probably see this. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a little young, 1990s. I was only six. I, I would. Like, I was an actual kindergartner in 1990s. So I feel maybe. like Peggy and Cindy liked it. Also, they were teachers, and I think they just liked this movie. I have to ask. My them. mom's a teacher, so that's probably some some juice in our house for it too. I don't. I I kind of doubt that it took me to the theater to see it, but um, I don't know. Maybe though, because I was like Home Alone year, man. I went to Home Alone like several times. So I do remember being horrified that he was setting books on fire in the library. So is it ninety? Is the same year as Home Alone, right? So that's the same holiday season, right? Mm. You go to you go to, and we forgot Ivan Reitman made Twins. That makes a lot of sense that Arnold is in this and all this other stuff too. So Ivan Reitman does do these things. You know, they're making that new Ghostbusters now, and it's not Ivan Reitman; it's his son Jason Reitman that's doing it. And that's why people think it's going to be Good. somehow better. I don't know. I didn't. I personally thought that the 2016 one with the women Ghostbusters was perfectly fine. I think it's better than Ghostbusters 2. But that's an episode on Ghostbusters 2 that we'll do soon because I've got thoughts on Ghostbusters 2. Okay. I keep telling you we should do Ghostbusters 2. Maybe okay. we'll get to it in October. Okay. What are we talking about? The twins? Kindergarten we talked about twins, the movie twins. And also that the character was played by twins. Correct. Dominic. This is a twins episode. Okay, you know what? I do remember going through a phase mm-hmm. where I thought Dominic was like a really hot name for 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 a boy. Was it because of Dominic Moynihan from Lord of the Rings and Lost? No, the island it was definitely before that. Well, when did Lord? When would you no, think like, this? I was in elementary school. And I was oh, like, the you name like Dominic? Dominic? Is like a hot name for a you guy. know. There's something to that. I think there, there's got to be some kind of other Dominic in pop culture. Maybe someone can write into the show that was know. that was popular at the time that because kid that, was that sounds cute right. For like, if I was in third grade, I would have thought the kid that played Dominic, who I know is a kindergartner, you are robbing cute. the cradle, my friend. I third he... grader looking at a kindergarten—that's scandalous. <laughs> Uh, but no, I think you're right. There's something in pop he culture in the 90s haircut. that was like Dominic was a name. There must have been a model or there was another character. You sure it wasn't Dominic Moynihan juice coming Shut later? Up. No. I love that John. I listen. Dominic Moynihan, who cares what he does? But he was in Lord of the Rings and that's something. And he's got the most significant emotional moment in Lost in that whole Lost run, in my opinion. Not Penny's boat, man, on his hand. Come on. Come on. What uh series or season finale am i right i don't care what you thought about lost that episode was amazing right dominic moynihan mvp all right so (laughs) we've talked about kindergarten cop we did anything else we want to talk about kindergarten cop about i think we covered it kindergarten cop is a great movie arnold's a good actor yeah what's her name's a great actress 
It's too bad she didn't get more awesome things to Pamela do. Reed, she got some things, but she was like older when she got this. You know how Holly it is about older women not named Meryl Streep. Yeah, she's been. You know what? Why you got to bring her up? Why you got to bring her into this? Huh? <laughs> huh? You just take a good podcast and you just taint it with that Streep shit talk. You telling me that I'm talking shit about Streep? You're the one that talks shit about Streep. No, you're ruining it. You're tainting this with this talk of her. Ugh. Do you think that adaptation is better with Pamela Reed over Meryl Streep? I don't know. I'll have to rewatch. <laughs> Do you the think adaptation. the Queen, which is not a very good movie that she won an Oscar for, uh, was better? Would be better with Pamela Reed? Do I think River Wild would be better with Pamela Reed? Yes. I don't know, man. You're talking. I mean, she's good. Meryl Streep is good and everything. I don't know. Why can't there just be more parts for all of them? Because Tyler, they're women, so they only have, they have to share one part. Do you think for Meryl Streep could have been uh, Leslie Knope's mom better than Pamela Reed? No. Okay. Well, there you go. There goes both ways, then, doesn't it? No. Yes. Ugh. <laughs> it's not a tumor. It's a good line. At all. At all. That's the part at the end that's better. It's not a tumor at all. Um. Yeah, no, it's good. All the all good right. lines, people know those. I don't have to go over all of them. Okay, why don't you take us out? Take us out to what? Take us out of the podcast episode. You've been listening to Old Millennials Remember Movies, an episode on Kindergarten Cop. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, you can find us all over the place. We're on Stitcher, so, iTunes, nobody uh, that. If they're Amazon. They know that. We're on iHeartRadio, apparently, no. I just found out. Here's, here's, a, here's a better way to end it. If if you enjoyed this podcast, yeah, shoot a link, text a link to one of your friends that if you think one of your friends would like this, send them a link to this podcast episode. We will appreciate it, and I bet your friend will. Don't you want to get like five stars on something? ITunes? I don't. Nobody cares about that. They do. That's how you get up on the ratings or whatever. You care about people listening and sharing the good stuff. Okay. That's what we care about. So you wanted me to do this, but then you had a very specific way that you wanted me I to do it. I didn't. I just wanted so to you're test just being you a, so I could fail you. are being you. a dickhead like that one kid that was on Full House that's also in this movie. Just being a real dickhead. You can leave us an email. We'll check those sometimes, right? Yeah. We're on... You know, we're we're not we're not on the social media very much, but we will... If you like... We'll see it, and we'll probably respond to that. Mm-hmm. So we're, while we're not on there like very often, we'd probably respond to that. And emails will read eventually. Yeah. So don't like if you have any pressing questions, like yeah, you're probably gonna be out of luck. But uh, you know, if it's just a, something you want to answer in the next couple months, we'll answer you. <laughs> awesome. Why are you still listening? Hang up. Go do your life. Go watch Kindergarten Cop Two. What are we gonna do next week? Are we gonna do any more back to school, or is it gonna be October time for Halloween stuff? I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to find out. Find out next episode. Stay tuned for next episode. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. We do appreciate your support and your ears and have a great rest of your day and we will talk at you another movie mitch garver is like the mike piazza of the twins nobody wants to hear that tyler (laughs) such a dork